Hi, everybody. This is Shelly Pikin, and you are watching Prophets of Rock, the Erica James Show. Enjoy. Hey, it's Fifi Dobson, and you're watching Prophets of Rock. I just get so turned up and excited when I think of the fact that the first two episodes were with my heroes, titans in this industry. Shelly Pikin, American singer-songwriter, multi-platinum singer-songwriter. Fifi Dobson, Canadian rock star, pop rock superstar, songwriter. If you haven't heard it, listen to the first two episodes. They are boss. And I'm back with a third episode with the American multi-platinum singer-songwriter, Crystal Nicole, also known as Crystal. And she literally wrote some of the biggest pop and R&B songs of the 2010s and beyond. I mean, Mariah Carey co-wrote Mariah Carey's Touch My Body, number one single. It went everywhere. Rihanna, only girl in the world. Written for Ciara, Tiana Taylor, Jennifer Lopez, Kiki Palmer. The list is endless. And it was amazing to really break down her process of songwriting. Talk about her amazing new single called Miracle which you can stream on Spotify. It is amazing and will be on other platforms shortly. Her harmonies, her writing, her tone is impeccable, second to none. And also she spoke about working with Beyonce and writing with Beyonce um, on the I Am Sasha Fierce album, Grammy award-winning album. So she has two Grammy awards. She's won Best Dance Recording, um, writing on Rihanna's album as well, Loud. Um, for the only girl in the world and it was just incredible talking to her she's so humble with all that success she's still so humble so you'll really enjoy this episode and lastly obviously this week um we've unfortunately lost the amazing talented media entrepreneur great person jamal edwards this episode is dedicated to him as someone who's a content creator producer someone who's created a platform with profits of rock tv uh it it's really hard to even say another inspiration sbtv everything jamal did was just perfect he embodied the culture he moved culture he represented us so well and i was inspired by him greatly to create my platform um and yeah what a loss what a tremendous talent humanitarian peace and love strength blessings to his mother brenda and to his sister and to everyone in his family and his friends um, who I know are really, really feeling it right now. Peace and love to them. It's the Erica James Show podcast, episode three, Crystal Nicole. This week, I have with me the multi-talented, incredible American songwriter, Crystal Nicole. I got to read out some stats here before we get going, guys. I mean, Crystal Nicole, she's an American Grammy award-winning recording artist, singer-songwriter, who was signed to So So Deaf and EMI in 2007. She released her first single, Pinch Me, produced by Jermaine Dupree and Brian Michael Cox to powerhouses in June 2011 via Blackground Records slash Interscope. And in 2015, uh, Crystal independently released a seven-song um, titled Masterpiece. It's an EP. Um, she has an official video. Please check that out. She's now back, and I've heard it, guys, it's incredible, with an incredible new single called Miracle, which is available now on Spotify and I presume elsewhere as well. 
She has written for some of your favorite artists. I mean, the list is endless. Janet Jackson, Jennifer Lopez, Tiana Taylor, Kiki Palmer. She's co-written with Mariah Carey. Touch my body, touch my body. She wrote this. Rihanna, only girl in the world, which won a Grammy Award for best dance recording. Sierra, I mean, it's just endless. And, you know, we welcome her onto the show. We're so lucky and blessed to have the opportunity to speak with her. She's a busy lady from the A. And, um, you know, it just goes on and on. She also won um, a, a Best Contemporary R&B album um, as a songwriter with I Am Sasha Fierce, which is Beyonce's um, album. My favorite song on the album, Scared of Lonely. I mean, that's just beautiful, beautiful. Um, and she's just so talented. She also wrote um, on Monica's album, the Still Standing album, which is, if you know, it is one of the best Monica albums as far as I'm concerned. And we're so lucky to have her on the show, guys. Thank you so much, Crystal. How are you doing today? I'm 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 blown I'm blown away I'm overwhelmed by <laughs> your stats. Your, I mean, you did it yeah I don't I don't often look at the stats and so it it really always throws me because it, it really is a blessing and I mean I always tell people when I go in the studio I'm not coming in with the songs I wrote yesterday I'm coming in thinking of what am I going to do today how can I top you know uh, be my best self today so it sometimes I do need to just kind of go back and, and read the stats and be like, wow, like that's, that's a, that's a lot of um, blessing for someone who didn't graduate from high school and was not picked first for anything and is always unqualified in every room I walk into. So to hear that, it's just kind of a realization of how good God is. It, it is because, you know, whoever was first will be last and whoever's last will be first. And I think the thing with you and your story that I love so much and if, you know, with the masterpiece, because I was hearing the song called I Am yesterday. Well, I've mm. been hearing it, but I've been really tuning into what that is because you've had such a profound journey and you've never let anything hold you back. Mm. And so when you hear those stats, when you hear those songs, do you do you go back to that place that you were when you were writing? I mean, look at Only Girl in the World. Um, I found out really about you through As through ASCAP, um, as well as looking at your name on all the albums, etc. And what struck me was that you said that you didn't you you didn't really know if it was a hit after you you, you wrote it. So how no did clue. you how did you come to understand that that was such a, a jewel? Was it until after Rihanna sung it? I mean, when was it? What happened? Definitely. So I'm such a, I'm probably my own worst critic. Oh, wow. And <laughs> when I'm in the sessions, I'm just kind of in this mode of trying to create something that is um, an anthem. I like anthems and I like creating things that I feel like people can sing all across the world. Mm -hmm. And so that day in particular, I was in with Stargate and I mean, they produced everything for everybody. And um, they gave me three tracks to to play around with. And I had already tried writing a song on two of the tracks. So the Only Girl in the World track was like the last one. And the, the previous two that I wrote, I just didn't like the ideas. I didn't like the melodies. And I was like, no, this ain't it. This ain't it. And I was like, come on. Like, you know, this is a Rihanna writing camp. You know, it's it's tons of writers, you know, all over the studio and tons of producers. And. I think the pressure of trying to um, top what somebody else was doing next door to me, I think that was was throwing me out of out of my zone. You know what I mean? Okay. And I just by the time I got to that last track, the only girl in the world track, 
it just it felt like a movie to me and I could I saw the whole the whole scene the whole movie and just her like just walking down the street you know like just this boss chick and wow. and she didn't need anybody and she was like this in the in the vision she was the only girl yeah and that's okay. kind of where it it got birthed out of that. <laughs> I'm going to say that because if you listen to the lyrics and, and what I love about your version, I mean, it's, it's the original, but when you really just listen to the lyrics, it's a woman taking like, she's very assertive. Like I want to yeah. be everything to you. Yep. Was, there a, was that a subconscious thing? I mean, what was like, was there any stories um, of how yes. you came to write it? Did you know it's like what you want Rihanna to say? How did that happen? That's such a great question. Right. Because whenever I'm writing, so I'm always uh, trying to serve the artist. You know what I mean? Like that's my my job is to honor and serve the artist and their brand and their legacy. And I want to make sure that I create something that it feels personal to them. And it's like they were there and they were writing it themselves. So there's that one side. But then on the other side of that, mm-hmm. I've never written anything that I've been disconnected from myself personally. So I think if I'm honest, and no one's ever asked me that question, so this is going to be a a fresh answer. Honestly, as I'm writing that song and I'm visualizing, you know, Rihanna in this, this, this mode, it's just boss mode. I'm also visualizing myself as I think I wanted, I think I was telling the industry, I want you to love me like I'm a hot ride. I want you to be thinking of me. You know, I, I want, I want to be, I want to be treated in this game, in this industry, like I'm the only girl in the world. And I want to be set apart, you know what I mean? And made and, and, and treated special because I felt like a, just another number often. Wow. And so I think, yeah, part of me probably was screaming that out from my own self. Like a mantra. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because my songs are always, there's always dual um, meaning. And so for me, I feel like that's how they're so personal because I'm not disconnected. Like, it's not like just, Oh, I just want to write whatever the artist wants to sing. It's, it's also pieces of me in there and I can pull from that to make it more authentic. No, of course. And, you know, thank you for sharing that story because I got that all the way in England. I mean, that song was like, <laughs> we have our national anthem, yes, but 2010, 2011, it, it didn't, yes. it wasn't what, like, only girl in the world just, it soared. It did. Wow. And, you know, your words are so powerful. Like, I want you to love me. Like, oh gosh, it's just an incredible, <laughs> incredible song. Your pen. I mean, did you know you wanted to write songs when you were like a kid? How did you know you were gifted in that way to tell? Oh songs? my gosh, it was the total opposite. So I grew up just singing, you know, like everybody, my family sang, my mom, my dad, and my sister. Um, we used to sing on our way to the grocery store. We used to harmonize. You know, I was like four or five years old. And so all I knew was singing. And I grew up listening to um, the greatest of all time, Whitney Houston, and, uh, Mariah, and and so many other vocalists, uh, Brandy. I just, I used to mimic their tones and their vocals. And so my mind never translated that someone was writing these songs. I never paid attention to that, you know, like how you, you actually went and looked for the yeah. writers in the back of the CD sleeve. Like I was oblivious to that. I was just like, I just want to sing. And when I was told after being in different singing groups and, and trying to um, catch fame with, with different girls that I was going to school with, after a manager told me that I was, I was unattractive and I was too dark and too fat and too ugly to ever be a singer. 
that's when the writing kind of became a an outlet really for me to to voice my frustrations about the idea that I basically felt like God put a voice in me in a package that was not um, something that the industry or the world wanted. And so I was frustrated by that. And, and I started writing songs as therapy, really, to just kind of get get some frustrations out. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, this, this is a whole bop. Like, yes. I know this is therapy, but this got to go hard, though. <laughs> it does. It does, because you turned all that, like, pain into purpose. And for did you say a teacher said that to you? Yeah. Well, it, he was kind of like... He was like my record label, I guess, if you, if you will. He, I was kind of signed to him and, and my group was kind of um, put on through him. And also my husband, he was in a, a group at that same label. So we met, me and my husband met competing against each other in talent shows. Oh. So, <laughs> so our, house is, our house is crazy because now we got a four-year-old that's singing too and she's not allowed to be on key around here. Like, Look out, like, no, 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 no. It's like, I know you four, baby, <laughs> but Michael Jackson was a star at five. We can't that's use it. that excuse. My niece is eight <laughs> years old. I've got her playing every instrument known to yes. a man. Okay, so I yes. totally get it. But, you know, thanks for sharing that story because you, I mean, look who's laughing, you know. Look who's laughing now. You know, and, and, and I mean, look, look who's laughing now. Look at the success that you've, personal success as well as professional success that you have. Yeah. And, you know, you don't, you're not, you're bitter by it. And, but you've turned that into something powerful. And do yeah. you feel, because you sing as well as, as write songs, do you feel as if songwriters, especially when you are brown skin, get pushed as we are, get pushed to the, to the back. And it's so ridiculous because you see Sade, you see like a number, especially in the nineties, I'll say, for example, mm-hmm. Brownstone, SWV. These women were not only just selling in the R&B space, selling in the pop space, selling around yeah. across the world. Do you think, and probably yes, that a lot of songwriters, especially when they look a certain way, get pushed towards the back a lot and not taking that front space it's ridiculous i i think so i think that i think right now in our climate it may be shifting a little bit Mm -hmm. um melanin is is a lot is is becoming a little bit more appreciated but i mean it's still it's still what it is you know and there's still certain things that as a as as a darker brown skinned girl i've been told like you know we we have to be uh, a certain level of top tier, like everything from head to toe, one strand of hair can't be out of place on me because I'm a darker brown girl versus maybe a lighter brown girl. She can, you know, she can roll with ponytail and sweatpants, but since she has a lighter hue, she may not run into some of the same problems that that I've kind of run into in the past. But I do think that there is a bit of a climate change. It hasn't fully changed yet, but there's definitely something brewing and there's... um some great artists today that, you know, are darker brown and, and kind of being respected. But as far as songwriting specifically, I think it's hard to be taken seriously as an artist um, when you're a songwriter and you're, you know, darker skinned. It just kind of, it's almost like a three-way, three-way strikeout. And you just, it's, it's not, it's not like you can't do it. It's just that the, the road is so much more difficult. Of course, and and thank you for that because it, it, it you can just see it, it is and it's so unfortunate when we look at Janet yeah. when we look at a plethora yeah. Erica Badu, you know there's no box that brown skin dark skin brown skin should be in. 
we could do everything mm-hmm. so it's just it is ridiculous but thank you because it is something that needs to be spoken about yeah. um and and like you mentioned you grew up listening to mariah carey how did it feel to be in the studio writing and working alongside mariah what was that experience like as as many things as i've been blessed to do uh, that is one of the things that stands out to me the most and probably always will just uh-huh. Being in a, I got signed as a songwriter to EMI Publishing slash Jermaine Dupri, mm-hmm. and I remember specifically my manager um, trying to push the envelope to get Jermaine to put me in with Mariah, and Jermaine was just kind of like, "No, nah, she's not ready to work with superstars." You know, matter of fact, we weren't even going for Mariah yet. We knew that that was outside of the stratosphere. We were going for Bow Wow and Omarion at that oh time. Yeah. <laughs> Bow Wow and Omarion were doing an album and my manager, along with um, someone else who had, had always been in my corner, this guy named Stone, mm-hmm. he was working with Jermaine and he was trying to tell Jermaine, hey, let's put Cristal in with Bow Wow and Omarion, you know, kind of get her, get her, get her kind of introduced in. And Jermaine was like, nah, she's not ready to work with superstars. And so... He was like, we got to, you know, because he would send me tracks, Jermaine, and just kind of, you know, see where where I was, you know, songwriting wise and see how how um, easily I was to adapt and re- rewrite things and stuff like that. And so he didn't feel I was ready. And then I got so I so I didn't get the Bow Wow Omarion call. OK, but then I randomly I'm getting off of a flight from I think I had just finished working with Rodney Jerkins. Wow. And I had done like two weeks with him and I'm getting back home off of a flight and I get a call to go in with Mariah. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so <laughs> we was just shooting for, you know, bowing on Marion and I wasn't, you know, qualified for that. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, who didn't, what happened to, to land me to be the phone call for the Mariah? And I just remember going to that studio and I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm back in my room with my my comb and brush as a microphone and I'm singing Vision of Love, you know. I'm singing <laughs> Love Takes Time and yes, just all the all go. the greats. Mm-hmm. And so this lady walks in this studio. She walks in with the brat, which I was like a huge yeah. brat fan. You know, I'm I'm from Atlanta, you know, so so mm-hmm. deaf, all that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm like, here, here comes the brat and Mariah Carey. Wow. And she comes right in and I'm trying to figure out what do I say? How do I introduce myself? And she goes, Christelle, it's so nice to finally meet you. And I, I about died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she knows my name. <laughs> Who told her my name? Oh, like, wow. And it was just the coolest, man, it was, it was all night long to probably like three or four in the morning. And there was one point that I tell people about, um, that stuck out to me and this is this will be with me for life mm-hmm. there was a point where we we're writing the song i think that night we were writing a song called cruise control that ended up on the um e equals mc squared album yeah and we paused from writing and i'm just kind of like i'm like yo let me just slide into fan mode for a minute because i'm very very good with like i don't do fan mode when i'm in songwriting mode but we paused and i was just like yo like i'm just be honest with you I'm like trying to keep myself together around you. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, oh, no, no, no. and she started talking about a song. I can't remember what the song was. Oh, um, anytime you need a friend, I will be here. Yes. We start singing that together and harmonizing. Right. Uh-huh. So 
I'm literally about to lose my mind because I'm like, I'm in the studio writing new music with Mariah Carey and we're talking about her old music and I'm like, yo, this part you do right here. And she's like, no, well, my favorite part of the song was this and I'm harmonizing with her. At that point, I was like, all right, Jesus, I'm I'm good. Like, that's it. Like, what more? What else we doing? (laughs) That's incredible. Oh my goodness. I mean, memories like that, I'm just sure you're just going to cherish forever. Like that's the music box. Like what yeah. made her go to that like song? In- yeah. Her, her favorites were always like, not the ones that everybody was like gawking on. It'd be like one that, you know, you, you didn't like, we talked about, um, that song we talked about butterfly. Oh, cause I was like, yo, I got to know, like, how did you hold that note on butterfly that lasted yeah. for like five minutes? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, to me, that song for me, the way people, and I love Hero, the way people love Hero is the way I listen to Butterfly. I love, yes, and even too. the one with Bone Thugs, um, uh, there's a song with Bone oh, Thugs and Harmony. What was the Bone Thugs song? Yeah, that song was I just know what incredible. you're talking about. Um, I, oh, it, it was just incredible though. I, I love, I love yeah. that era of, of Mariah, me every era, to be honest. And Touch My Body. Oh my gosh. That, that went number one in so many places. Did it surprise you, the success? Like, it, obviously. Yes. That was my first wow. number one record. And oh, I was, I just, I couldn't believe God. that <laughs> we wrote that record on the beach. What? Like her house was the backyard was the beach. Wow. And so as it's going number one and people are calling me and they're like, you got the number one record on Billboard. I'm like, it didn't feel like I was at work though. It was weird because I was like, but I was on the beach and I was like <laughs> walking on the beach with, with, with MC. Like wow. that was work. And I remember my mom called me and she was like, what you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm here at Mariah's. I'm, I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, okay, well, um, you, you, you're working hard. I was like, yeah, you know, we just got off the beach. And she was like, that don't sound like work. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's inspiration. You know what I mean? Like when, when we say, I want you to caress me like a tropical breeze, that's Literally. what we're doing. We out here experiencing the tropical breeze-ness of it all. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's just, do the best songs come to you, I guess, when, in that case, when you're more re- relaxed? What advice do you give, I guess, to songwriters who maybe experience writer's block would you just say relax go to go for a walk go to the beach relax do you think it comes that's, naturally to you when you're just that's a good one i i have learned that i don't have the luxury of writer's block and i always tell people that um, because i've had to learn how to create a beach environment okay. in me even when i'm like sitting at a desk Incredible. you know what i mean like i'm i'm always listening for the next song because I think music is the soundtrack of life. And so if you just allow life to happen, there's a song in it. So I'll be in the grocery store and two people are arguing. I'm like, well, that's unfortunate, but you said something there that sounds like a hook. <laughs> Hope y'all work it out. Yeah. But I'm gonna go write this hook though. Cause that was good. <laughs> so I, I don't have, you know, Mariah, the Mariah experiences is a, a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Yeah. It's not always uh, to that degree where you could just go and hang out on the beach with an icon. And so I've had to learn how to create those moments in my, in my, my mind or, or just in my vibe, if, if it's something as simple as I go in the studio room, I make sure the lights are a certain kind of way. You know, I love candles. 
um, just little things, um, practical. I try not to get into a lot of crazy phone conversations while I'm in my zone, like because the, the littlest thing can can snatch you out of your zone if you're in the middle of vibing to to music. And so I try to tell people to just kind of protect your space, protect your headspace, also protect your headspace from people's expectations of you. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't go in thinking about how you expect me to do touch my body or you're expecting only girl for me. I don't have time for that. I have to, I have to kick you out of my headspace so that I can go in and be who I'm, who I'm called to be. And then once it's over, then we can get back into all that. But it's a very uh, protected area. <laughs> you got to put on your, your helmet, you know what I mean? And go in and just kind of break down walls. Wow. Crystal, that's just a word. There's so that, that is kind of word. That's a little bit of word. <laughs> that's a word, but that's that's what people need to hear. And thank you so much for saying the importance of like protecting your energy. And mm-hmm. in terms of that, I mean, you've had both sides where you've done the major thing, but you're also independent now. I think since 2013, 15, and you've mm-hmm. like literally consistently put out great music. Um, like with Miracle, which is on Spotify now, stream it like crazy, guys. It's incredible. The harmonies are just delicious. Oh, um, thank you. It's true. What keeps you, I guess, so inspired to still be writing? And, and, and I, I hear a bit of trap influence, but it's still R&B and pop. What keeps you, um, as an independent artist now, thinking indie or being indie, but still thinking, I guess, major? What What, yeah. what was the deciding point, actually, with, with doing being indie right now? So that's that's a that's a double question. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna grab the what keeps me inspired to keep writing. Please, please, that's that is so good and timely right now because there are days where I'm like, does it even matter? Does anybody even hear it? Does it? it is it? Do I need to just give it up? You know, I have those those moments. I have, I've had those moments at the height of my career on the mountaintop, and I've had those moments in the valley and. That is one thing that I know. Those moments are consistent. Mm. So what I've learned to do is to realize that as long as, oh, that's what it is. I had a conversation with Babyface one time, which was another one of my greatest highlights in my life. Another legend <laughs> um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I, and I remember asking him, I said, do you ever feel like you've run out of things to, you know, write about? Like, you know, like, what, how did I asked him what you're asking me? How do you keep going? You know, you've done everything. And he was like, you know, the day I feel like there's nothing else to write about mm. is the day that I'm done, but I haven't come to that day yet. You know, there's always music. There's always something worth writing and worth expressing. And so for me, I thought when I became a mother, that that would be it. I was, I ran away from motherhood for years because I felt like I'd have to give up all my dreams and goals and aspirations and I'd be, you know, somewhere knee deep in soccer camp and, <laughs> and not want to do music, you know, and I've realized she's, she's four now. And in the last four years, I've had more to write about, more to sing about, more to express Amazing. than prior, you know, a uh, previous, you know, before her. And so I've just realized that every stage of life is a new album. You know what I mean? Like, I have my albums from when I was in my twenties and I was out there, you know, round around on ball tires and couldn't, couldn't make it to the studio. And, <laughs> um, I'm in the repo man looking for my car while I'm trying to write a pre-hook, 
we you know like we <laughs> that was yeah like yeah. I remember that so strongly and that was an album for me in that season and then I had the season of being at the at the height of my career and and having you know in the studio with Beyonce with with literally icon like icon after icon and and having to 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 be in the environment with these people who have shaped music and 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 add to their legacy you know and that was an album for me and so now you know as a mother as 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 a, a happy wife and, and being in the the life that I'm in now there's an album that speaks to each stage of of a person's journey and so as a songwriter my job is to find that that song and and fill that album and so I'm, there's always something for me to write about and to sing about especially sing about because I even even if I didn't write it I you can't stop me from singing I think I'm gonna be singing till I'm like a hundred <laughs> hopefully my notes will still be right <laughs> oh still be there please never stop you're so gifted and you just we just can't wait to just continue to hear you evolve you. through the music because it's just incredible and we've spoken about miracle can we anticipate another ep another yes, album yeah i owe i owe so many yeah. I'm in debt. I owe people music. I realized that. Like, we're, thirsty. Oh, we're, we're hungry sorry. here, Crystal. We're, we're hungry here, Crystal. <laughs> oh man, I owe y'all some music. I'm so wrong. Like, I told my husband, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna get online and I'm gonna just apologize to people because I have music that you just hadn't heard and I haven't released it, <laughs> and it's not fair because people should hear it because it's almost like you know, there's a there's a a, a parable in the Bible about. Um, the parable of talents where, where God talks about how that's my you know, favorite. Yeah, you know, like he gave out different talents to different people, you know, and and the, the one person he gave five, the other one he gave like two, and then the other one he gave one. And the one with five and two, they went out and they multiplied what he gave them. And then the one that had only one talent, he's like, well, I'm going to just hide this, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to lose it. And I feel mean. like I've done that with, <laughs> with songs. Yeah. Like, there's some songs that I'm, I'm, some of my greatest work that I feel most passionate about has never been released. And I feel like I've been kind of burying them and hiding them. And so I owe you a whole, first of all, a whole album. Because yes. the EP was the EP, but I owe you an album, you know what I mean? And I, I just, this year, I'm just... I literally just sent a session um, to get mixed like yesterday and oh. because I'm like, I just got to put stuff. I got to get it out of me because he won't pour any more into me if I continue to hold on to it. Oh. So in order for me to make room for more music, God's like, I need you to get out what I put in you. Yes, please. Because your, your um, I guess, perfect is our enormous. So please just, we, we just can't wait to hear even more. And the EP yeah. masterpiece was a masterpiece. Oh, thank you. is incredible it is like you're such a genuine talent and gift wow. so we just need we need it all and I, I i spoke to fifi weeks ago on the show and she's the same oh, wow. way fifi dobson yeah and she she was saying the same thing with her new single like she literally was keeping it and i know when you <laughs> i think because you guys are geniuses and you know you you want it to be absolutely please just give perfect give, give us yeah something. please just give yeah. us a, that girl yes a little piece. <laughs> but we're, we're happy we're, we're we're fed now with miracle but please just keep giving us keep giving more, us more 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 yes 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 and you know just lastly because we'll play a short rapid fire game just at a moment, just a quick one. Okay. Um, I just want to just touch up on the fact that we've got, you know, new music coming. 
your music has been literally you've been writing with so many incredible people lastly for the hive what was it like working with queen b with beyonce what was that like writing with her terrific I'm oh sure. my gosh first of all um she got me just like mariah she walks in the room and she she's oh. says hey cristal i've heard so much about you and and some for me coming from where i'm from mm. and being overlooked it it spoke volumes to have someone of that caliber to to know me you know what i mean and and to be excited about working with me and i, I just i learned so much from her man this she, I don't know that she's human. She would come into the studio and she would record about six songs, like bop, 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 while I'm still struggling on demo number two. You know what I mean? Um, she, she was such a professional. She was always on time, which I thought was like mind blowing because I figured that as you climb the ladder of success, you just stop caring about people's time and you just show up whenever you want to. Queen B was on time. Wow. She was ready. She was graceful. She was kind. Like, um, and the cutest thing uh, that I that stood out to me, she during that season, I think her and Jay may have been in different. I don't know, maybe different countries or something. Who knows? But he came to the studio like the last day or so that I was working, wow. and she was literally in like girl mode like just her, her makeup was different you know what I mean okay, like, yes. like you know it was it was cute it was adorable because you could tell that she was excited to see her guy you know what I mean and and at that moment she was an icon B she was just this girl who was like happy to see her man you know what I mean and I thought that was that was so genuine um that she's able to still be that she's still able to have moments of I'm actually human I'm, I'm a whole woman and yes, I, I'm all those things, but I'm at the same time, I'm human and, and, and I still enjoy, you know, normal things like, Oh, my man coming to the studio today. You know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. it was adorable. but I learned a lot about just, uh, uh, vocal prep. Like she's, she, uh, she's, she taught me about putting the heater in the vocal booth to keep the voice warmed up. Wow. And and also I was like, I was sipping on a lot of teas and stuff when I was in with her. And she was like, yeah, I don't really do tea. I just do like honey and hot water. Like, and that's, you know, that's really what you need is the honey and the warmth of the water. And I was like, yo, so I ain't got to buy all these teas. Thank you, <laughs> B. <laughs> incredible. Um, but yeah, she was absolutely incredible. Um, she, after working with her, I really started to take my songwriting ability a little bit more seriously because I remember her coming in and I was really excited to play her a demo that I had done because I had studied all her ad libs and I was like excited for her to hear me try to mimic how she could sound on this record. And she was like, I was like, did you hear the ad libs though? And she was like, no, she's like, yeah, vocally. I mean, it was incredible, but did you hear what you wrote? Like lyrically, are you listening to yourself? Because this is, this is insane. And I, up until that point, I still, considered myself a singer that could write. It wasn't until then she kind of connected those pieces for me and, and showed me that, no, you're a whole writer and a whole singer wow. and, and you're both and, and you're not half of one or a little bit more of the other. And so I'll never forget that. She also made fun of my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He used to walk around with this big, like, 
plasma TV looking laptop. It was like a, a Toshiba. It was huge. Oh. And I remember one day she was in the studio. She was like, oh, is that a, is that a computer? Is that a TV? And I was like, oh, snap. So the next day I went to Apple and got me a, my first MacBook. Oh, <laughs> my first. That's yes. hilarious. Beyonce climbed my laptop and I oh, went to Apple and got my first ever MacBook. And I <laughs> still have that MacBook to this day. Amazing. Oh, I mean, thank you so much for sharing like that story and that. <laughs> wow. Beyonce. So Beyonce is hilarious, talented yes. and uplifts one thing I was graceful, man. I, I, yeah. I, I probably one of the nicest people I've ever met in this industry. And I've met a lot of great people, but out like overwhelmingly nice, just yeah. generous. And I wish, you know, people always want like, Oh, what's the dirt? You know, yo, she was just nice mm. and beautiful. She like, she stepped off the magazine cover. Like, like you look like down on I get, she really did wake up like that. <laughs> and it was wrong before. <laughs> it, was, it was true. Like, I woke up like this, like, it was a real deal. She was, she was just gorgeous and it, it made it even better that she was a, a sweet person. Oh, that's just incredible. I mean, I, I just, yeah. I've never met her, but I just, I sense that she is, she's just one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. And she's always, I, I never hear a bad word about her. Yeah. From people that actually know her like yourself or have met her, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing I, I know of is how generous, because I remember when I was a teenager and she had like a free concert, she was doing a, a taping on one wow. of the networks and wow. I remember being with my sister and a couple of friends and we were like literally in line and we just see some mopeds and pizza pull up. Beyonce <gasps> ordered wow! the whole line. This is a free concert. So that line circled. She ordered everyone pizza. Oh, and, that's like, so dope. Water. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to be a fed. I'm going to be a fed for life. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had friends that didn't even feed me and get my favorite <laughs> I just knew that was she had my <laughs> she had my heart. Right, right. But no, I, I love that she up, uplifts women and 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 that's just incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, I feel blessed today because of you. <laughs> so I'm not gonna take up too much of your time. I'm gonna do a quick rapid fire question. Okay. Question one. What is your idea of a perfect day? Oh, a perfect day. One where I first don't have to wake up early. Um one where I love it when my daughter wakes up and she comes and gets in the bed with us and just kind of snuggles. So I love that. Um, A perfect day is one where the calories don't count. Jesus, the calories don't count. Amen. I can eat some Waffle House and it don't show up on me later. You know what I mean? And then I could go and get some pizza for lunch and then I could have... Some of JD's vegan ice cream. Shout out. Oh. <laughs> What's your favorite and, flavor? Oh, that um everybody is going crazy about apple butter, which I think it's amazing, but that strawberry shortcake joint. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and the peach cobbler. Can you please tell them to make sure it's open to the UK too? Because I need to get oh y'all gotta get oh that's so yeah, we gotta get y'all some of that. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> we struggling out here though. Like I just went to a, a Walmart the other day and couldn't find it. So we we struggling trying to get more of it. But that would be on my perfect day list. And um it would not be raining. Um me and my family would get in the car and we would just take a drive somewhere. The breeze would be nice. You know, um, there'd be no, no, no war stories on, on the news. You know what I mean? There'd be no, um, no pandemics, you know, Yeah. there'd be, um, man, yeah, it, 
if, if I had my perfect day for 24 hours, it would just be, people would speak, you know, when you're walking down the street, people would just have random conversation with strangers, you know, just feel like, just, you just feel like love from so many different, different angles. And I could have like a butter biscuit with no calories at the end of the day. Like, I love that. Yeah. And there'd be no gems. You know what I mean? Like we could just shut them down for the day because there's no calories. Yeah. So there's no reason to be there. You know what I mean? Out of business. <laughs> just put them out of business. You see, that's, how, yeah, I know we don't that's how I know you're a songwriter because you just painted a picture just then. I like how you <laughs> just painted a vivid picture. This a whole mosaic. Story. Yeah, that's, that's my perfect day. And that a, a couple more questions. What's your favorite movie and why? Ooh, that's so good. That's so wrong. Oh, you're gonna get me in trouble because there's so many. Okay. My favorite <laughs> movie. Ugh, it's like seasonal. Like, what's my favorite movie right now? Okay. Um, I really love, I guess I'm gonna go to uh Lord of the Rings trilogy. Ooh. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings okay. fan. I love it. Um, I love I just I'm a storyteller, so just you know. Um, the, the storyline of that is so incredible to me. And the, the idea that, um, you could have something that everybody wants and that it it tends to turn everybody evil, but you can overcome that and you could, you could persevere. It's, it's something about the, the story of the hobbits and, and, and how they were the least, they were the smallest, they were the most insignificant in the whole picture but they were the ones Frodo specifically carried the greatest burden and was able to persevere. And, and it's at the end of the movie, like the last one where the King bows down, everybody bows down to these little hobbits. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I literally get goosebumps, like, because it's, it's the thought of the, the least can be the greatest, you know, and, and how, you know, I'm very, very spiritual and everything with me, I, I can see God in any, in anything. And I just feel like that. Like I, I felt like the least before. And I felt like through humility and, uh, and being, um, just a good person and, and trusting in God, he can take this small thing and do great things with it. And eventually everyone will notice and just kind of give, give props to it. So I just, I love that movie for, for those reasons. Incredible. You know, I'm, I'm sure everyone is going to watch that film this week. Oh, yeah, you gotta go watch it. Because you done broke it down in a way that I didn't even realize it could oh, yeah. be down to. Oh, go watch it again. Go, ooh, ooh, it's watch- I literally I just went through it like a couple weeks ago. I rewatched it. Okay, <laughs> I will. Like, that's just the oh, amen to, amen to everything you just <laughs> said. Um, and, the, and the last thing, you're on a, no, actually, I'll get a sneaky second one in. Um, what would you say to your 21, um, to the 21 year old you? What, what would you say to her? Oh, my word. Oh, gosh. The 21 year old Crystal Nicole. I would tell her to calm down. Everything's going to be all right. Um, she was very stressed and, and worried about where she'd end up, whether she'd make it in music. Or not, I remember my mom getting an eviction notice, you know, at our house and me having to sell my, upon my keyboard and, and, um, you know, just different things like that. I remember being fired from my job without knowing what was going to happen with my songwriting and, mm. and just being like weeping. It was a season of, of just weeping and, and not knowing if God would remember me. That's, 
That's what I remember. And so I would tell her, God sees you. He remembers you. And you being looked over is not an, is not a part of you being insignificant. It's more so him protecting and hiding you so that he can present you in the right time, in the right season. And the idea of continue to shape and mold who you are, all your little, your little personality quirks, those are, they were put there by God and they make you special and stop trying to be like other people. Just embrace the fact that you don't fit in and it's okay. You're not supposed to, you know, I, I would stress that to the 21 year old me. Oh, that's just incredible. I stress that to me today. I'm, I'm just, I'm 30 and it's, I feel it on every level. And I think <laughs> a lot of people that feel that way, it's because like you said, it could be the protection. And I feel like now millions of people are able to identify that same feeling and feel connected. I think that's why maybe there's been so much people that really vibe to your words because you've mm-hmm. actually felt like that. We've all felt like that. I oh, felt yeah. like that so many times growing up. It's just like crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. But thank you so much for, for sharing that. And my last question, because I know you're a busy woman, is um, <laughs> when you, if you were on a dessert island, what three things would you bring with you? And I've had some crazy responses, but you just have to. What I would bet. <laughs> I bring my Bible. Oh, yes. Because I'm going to need that to, to, to throw at somebody that coming me the wrong way. I need to be able to just pick that mug up and beat, <laughs> beat somebody down, but then pray for them for their healing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to bring my Bible. I'm going to bring, um, I need my husband. Okay. I need him. I need him with me at all times, anywhere I am. He is the anchor that God has given me to the to to anchor the big ship that is me that be like all over the place sometimes. I I need that. So um I need him. I mean, you only gave me three things. I want to bring my daughter, but I guess we're gonna need some water, right? So like <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna bring her out there so we can all die of thirst. You know what I mean? <laughs> You got so the ocean. We, it's a bit salty, but maybe the water and the right, right, right. right that's right, a good. Right. That's a good three right there. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. This is the Erica James Show podcast. That is the legend, the icon, Crystal Nicole. Guys, check out her new single, Miracle, on Spotify. It is incredible, incredible, incredible. Thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Golly gee. Oh my gosh. I honestly feel like I can retire. Like I grew up, even in my teenage years, early 20s, just idolizing Crystal Nicole Cristal. What an amazing chat. What a humble soul. She's so humble. This is like a Grammy Award winning multi platinum star. And she just literally, it was meant to be your 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes went over it. <laughs> All of these episodes are just so different in like size and length because you really do get into this conversation. And with Crystal, it's just so easy to talk to her and she's so passionate about music. And who knew Beyonce be playing the dozens? Beyonce be playing the dozens. She really from Texas. <laughs> um, but it's just so wonderful to hear those off the record moments. 
So thank you, Crystal, for such an amazing interview. And thank you so much to her team and management for hooking that up. Stream like crazy her new single, Miracle. And stay tuned. More episodes to come. More incredible episodes to come. This is the Erica James podcast. Yes, on all platforms. See you later. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Crystal Nicole, and you are watching the Erica James podcast show, the only podcast you should be watching.